You don't want to miss today's episode. You know those money lessons that you heard when you were a kid? Well, things have changed, and we're going to talk about ways that money has changed over the years, and as well as ways to teach your kids about saving and just the way money works overall. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling your finances. It's the subject matter of the conversation that we have on this podcast and every one of them. It's all about the finances and and in in your life. And I say it every time, whether you're a young adult just starting out and getting into the investment game and the financial game and all the way up to and through retirement, we have that conversation here on this podcast. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins with Mo Param of the fiduciary firm CloudVestor. One that is recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. Mo, how are you today? Uh, Dave, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Excited because I love conversations about when we get into generations and changes and how the world changes and we have to adjust to that. And that's how we're going to open it up, the podcast today, looking at how the, the, the overall world of money changes. And and just in opening, this is the way I see it. You know, I, I grew up with vinyl records. Uh, you know, and, and I always thought it would be that, you know, that's the way it is. You go by the album or you go by the 45, I thought this will never change, but it did. And music today to, to kids. And I have a 17 year old daughter. Music's just a bunch of ones and O's to her. It's yeah. all, it's all digital. There's it's no- all digital. Everything is streaming. Um, you know, uh, I've got three myself and, <laughs> they don't buy CDs. Right. Uh, they don't even download a full album. They just listen, stream for one song right. or another, and then that's it. They move on to the next one. Which is kind so, of yeah. the way I, I used to have to buy the whole album and only like two songs on it. Right, right. <laughs> you had to spend $16 on a CD right. just to hear that one song. Right, right, exactly. At least with the CD, you you know, you, ever, I, you probably never dealt with the 8-track. If you wanted to get back to the song, that you liked and hear it again, it took about 10 minutes. But, you know, that's the way I see uh, kind of the same thing with money. Money has changed. We always thought, well, we'll always pay in cash or either that or write a check. And now I can't remember the last time I got behind someone in line at the grocery store and they were writing a check. You know, <laughs> who does that anymore? <laughs> but things have changed and, and that's money's gone digital. Money's gone digital. Money's gone digital. You're right, Dave. I mean, the days of having a, a checkbook and balancing your checkbook is 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 gone. Right? That art, that skill is no longer is no longer useful right now because yeah. no one's really using a checkbook anymore. No one's no one's no one's writing checks. You know, everyone is either doing banking online, right, or yeah. they're doing cashless transactions, and whether that's a credit card, debit card. Or now with these different payment services like Apple Pay, uh, contactless contactless payments, like you mentioned. I mean, I have a I have a Apple a smart watch, and I can just depending on the vendor, I can tap my watch on on the uh, the machine, and all of a sudden the transaction is completed. 
and I've never yeah immediately and I haven't gone into my wallet I haven't given any money out I haven't taken my debit card out I've just literally just tapped my phone or tapped my watch and the transaction goes through I mean the checks in the mail is now an outdated term really I don't do that for anything most of my bills are automatic drafts and I've got a couple that in one way or the other it's done digitally it's done online and and instantaneously it is. It is. Yeah. And, and it. And for me, I think it's great. Right. You have to embrace technology and embrace the technology that's that's uh, that's ahead of you because the, the world is moving. Right. And you, you either are understanding how it's moving or you almost get left behind. I've gone to different stores recently and because of a coin shortage, you know, they're, yeah. they're asking people to to they're begging people <laughs> almost to not even pay in cash because they don't have enough to give back. Right. Because everyone is doing things in a different manner now. And so you have to teach your kids about that. Teach your kids about um, understanding how money works in today's world. And that conversation should continue to evolve as the world evolves. And and we're going to look in the second segment of the podcast today at teaching uh, the basics about money and saving to younger kids. But now looking at not kids, but let's say young adults. And what are the lessons and how are they different for them? Let's say the youngest millennials uh, than they were for for either. And you're you're an elder millennial. Uh, We talked about that. (laughs) I am a baby, 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 infant, baby boomer. I'm right on the line to Gen X and baby boomers. Uh, So even the lessons uh, in, in your experience with money has been different from mine, but especially with younger millennials, how has the whole money world, how is it different for them now? We, we talked about the contactless payments, right? So what's different is that one thing is that cat, people aren't using cash anymore. So yeah, so understanding how the world works and, and uh, cash is, is almost archaic at this point right You're now right. in some aspects. So It is. You know, so, I never have it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, for instance, yesterday I went to my middle son's basketball game, and I it, it's five dollars for adults and three dollars for kids, or some, something along the lines. Mm-hmm. So I walk to the gym. I, I get to the gym, and they're like five. You know, where's the five dollars? And I, you know, pull out my my card, and they didn't have a card reader like a, one of those square machines. They right. only took cash. And I was like, great. I don't have any money. I don't have any money on me. I don't have any money on me. So I've been dough. to restaurants like that, uh, like yeah. old country restaurants and cash only. Cash only, I yes. Mean, what I are you to... trying to save that few percentage points? That, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you take plastic. But you're so losing to... all 100% of my business because I don't have any money. <laughs> right, right. I had to go all the way to uh, the Dollar General and, and and get some cash back and then head back. And then I, luckily, I made it right for, for tip-off, but... Yeah, I mean, so so yeah, so cash is 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 almost a thing of the past right now. Yeah. So when you're talking to your kids about cash or about money in general, understanding that cash is we may have to evolve or adapt to to cards, right? So one thing to think about is maybe if you're doing allowances for your kids, right? Before you used to maybe give them cash, but now it's maybe you should start maybe giving them a, a card, right? creating an uh, opening up a savings account for them or a debit a, a, a checking account for them and now the 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 allowance that you're giving them is transferred to their debit card and yeah. now they have to understand how how money works uh, and because and, and the concept of cards as well too right that helps them just not as as kids but when they get older because it's you have five dollars in your pocket 
you go to a store and you hand them five dollars you see that you can see the transaction right you right. feel the transaction you've handed over five dollars and maybe you've gotten three dollars back depending on what you've bought but when you swipe the card you don't see the transaction you right don't. you don't see it so all of a sudden you, you the child can swipe and swipe and swipe and all of a sudden there's no more money left. That's an excellent point because with money in the days of money in my day, uh, you could actually <laughs> sound like that old man in my day, we had money, but you know, but you could see it and, and, and hold it in your hand. And mm-hmm. so when you would hand someone a 20, you would see I'm getting less money back, but you're mm-hmm. right. You don't see that with the card. So you really have to teach that. Yeah, and and, so, and that can um, uh, limit in, uh, impulse buying, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, if you have twenty dollars in your like the example of twenty dollars, you say, oh, "Do I really need that that Coke? Do I really need that Red Bull right now?" Because I don't really want to spend two fifty <laughs> for whatever the, whatever it is. But if you have your card, right? It's like, eh, I'll just swipe it. No right, big deal, right? You know, so it could. So having cash can imp- could you know hopefully limit impact uh, uh impulse buying but the credit card or debit cards can maybe in, increase um impulse buying so by but that's a lesson as a child you want to learn when you're younger so again as the world is changing and moving towards plastic and even more towards um apps and contactless payments mm-hmm. you know teaching your kids about that um, helps and so another thing it's about credit habit right that's another thing understanding the way credit works and so i, I read a story the other day where uh, uh this parent was instead of giving their child again allowances they, they basically act like a bank right and so if the child wanted something they would provide it for the child but they would but they would take it from the allowance and so after a while, after a while, the kid kept asking for money. They would keep paying for it for them, but that would impact their next week's allowance. Uh huh. Uh huh. And Good so lesson. all of a sudden, yeah. if you went if you went over your allowance for this week, then you you get a reduction of your allowance next week. And that then that, that and the way they were doing that was showing them the uh, the uh, the impact of credit. If you're buying stuff on money that you don't currently have you can go into a negative or it can impact your next week's check. And so these lessons, which sounds simple, but really does, does play a part in, in teaching and molding and understand and, and, and advising your kids on how to make better and smarter and wiser financial decisions when they get older. And we're actually, in, in the second segment, again, we're going to look at even some of the elementary lessons for uh, for young preschoolers even, going back that far. <laughs> and and you're actually borrowing some tips from, from Dave Ramsey on that, and we'll take a look at that. I'm curious now, though, because I think if you look at it as a, as a scientific experiment, in the changes we've talked about, it, where money is just different now, if you look at young millennials, and a lot of those are becoming your clients you know they're they're out of college they're working now and they're wanting to get into the investment world how do you do you have to approach them differently because their experience with money overall even them they're young enough to have had a different experience with money and the way it works yeah it's it's a little different right because the older clients uh one example for instance is a home right most most of my older clients um, have homes, they have a mortgage, 
and they've had mortgages for years and that's just what they for the dream for the dream of owning a home that's right. something that they've it's, that it they've was pounded always, into it was us. pounded on yeah. them so but these millennials now or younger uh clients some of them don't have mortgages and quite honestly they're not even trying to get one they're not mm-hmm. even looking to buy a house we live in a very mobile world right now where um you can have a job here in Atlanta, where I am right now, and look at an opportunity in Seattle. Yeah, and, and then you got to worry about selling the house, and they want to be more mobile. House, yeah. They want to be more mobile. Uh, a house kind of ties things, t- ties them down. Um, and we, we found that millennials don't millennials don't want to be tied down. And so uh, that aspect of of planning when it comes to what do you what are some of the goals you you want to accomplish over the next five years that I can help you out and, and build your financial plan around. I'm seeing where a home isn't even on their radar right now. Wow. What are, what is on their radar that's different now? And are, are they better savers? Saving saving is, is something that we've, I've seen that they're, that they're getting better at or and, and understanding and knowing that they have to, right. They, they know that they have to save. I'm helping them save. I'm helping them come up with a budget or create a budget. I'm helping them understand how much they need to be saving. But the intentionality of saving, that's what I've seen is different. And mm. some of it has to do with, uh, if you think about uh, uh, if you think about a 30-year-old, right? What, what have they seen over the last, call it, 15 years, right? They've yeah. seen, in 2008, they've seen the housing market collapse. Right. They've probably seen, yeah. yeah, they've probably seen their parents go through a period of unemployment. Uh, they've seen market collapse. They've seen market volatility, but uh, they've also seen uh, the market rebounding at a faster pace. They're seeing uh, well, from this the, last one. Yeah, from this last one. Yeah, they're, they're seeing the the, uh, the 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 spreading of the idea of being an entrepreneur of not having to work for the man and creating your creating your own business, creating your own brand. And so there are more opportunities for that. There's more opportunities for that. They're seeing and they're also seeing that college may not even be a gateway, right? They don't have to go to college to 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 get to get the to land the job that they that they thought that they had to go to college for. So yeah, I mean the what I'm seeing now is that they're that these millennials and I or, or these younger uh, clients are very intentional about where they spend their money or where they're or where they're allocating their money towards. They're just looking at it totally differently, and that's not to say that's wrong. No, no, not at all. At all. Not uh, at all. We had, and, and and I mean, my generation had lessons taught to me uh, from my parents were were grew up in the depression. So, I mean, they had a totally different experience, and then they passed that on to me in many ways. Uh, And so we're looking at millennials who grew up, as you said, uh, those in their their 20s now, uh, they remember, they're old enough to remember 08, but maybe not so much even before that. Yeah. They don't know about the dot-com bubble. Yeah. Or they don't know about uh, where interest rates were at double digits. (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. About that. Yeah. They had the, their their world is 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 mirrored around what we've seen, what they've seen over the last 15 years. And what they've seen is um, collapses. They've seen unemployment. They've seen but they've seen a healthy market. Right. They've seen a healthy stock market, but they've they have access. Right. They have access to 
the internet and uh, if you really do some digging and it doesn't take much right but if you if you look and see how many people can actually save for a financial financial emergency um uh, the number is low there's the, you, you can read so many articles about a thousand dollars right that thousand dollar number seems to be uh, a number that people are struggling to even get to have a thousand dollars saved so um it's a good thing, right? It's a good thing that information's out there and these uh, younger individuals, younger clients are taking all that information that they've that they've seen, uh, all the information that they've read and are being very intentional of making sure they're in a better financial position. How can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning? The convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. Your finances untangled with Mo Param of CloudVestors. You know, I really enjoyed the conversation we had in the first part of the uh, podcast here because we were looking at the differences in money now and, and how even young adults today, the younger youngest millennials, are looking at money differently than certainly my generation or Gen Xers or even you, Mo, the elder millennial. <laughs> Let me ask you this. I mentioned I grew up with vinyl, and I made that comparison to money. Money and cash is like vinyl was now it's all digital like music is um but now a, a lot of younger millennials are back into vi vinyls back it's kind of hip will cash come back do you think <laughs> like vinyl did that's funny uh, we just bought uh, our 18 year old a uh, record player uh-huh and so he was into vinyls uh, he never had one but he was into vinyls so we bought him uh, a record player and uh michael jackson's thriller wow was it Thriller? Yeah, well, that yeah. was his biggest, yeah. That's Billy Jean, Beat It, yeah. all that from there, yeah. yeah. So, so think about that. First album is Thriller. It's kind of crazy. But, that uh, is. That's throwback. 1984, <laughs> even. Uh, maybe Cash will come back. You know? yeah. maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe Cash will come back. You know, there's. Uh, I don't want it to because it's dirty. I like not having it. <laughs> You know, it makes, your, it makes my pockets, you know, <laughs> you know, less thick. You know, you've got that George Costanza wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I know with all your money, you do. You, <laughs> you'd have to see a chiropractor sitting on all that money every day. <laughs> I'm kidding, not really, but kidding. No, actually, um, I I love this next segment we're going into, and that's teaching kids about money. And yes. and even even that, you you alluded to the fact that it's a little different now because you 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 maybe necessarily don't use that visual of coin and cash now and and you had a great example of doing it different than you teaching a kind of a debit card lesson with kids yeah yeah you know um using that debit card and understanding it's going to help them right it's going to help them well one is um 
you don't want your kids floating around with money in their pocket, they may lose it, right? So right. at least with the credit with the debit card, you can almost shut off the account if they if they lose their card. But again, it allows them to understand that the world is moving on a on a uh, plastic basis on a uh, on a uh, uh, on a, on a more cashless transaction basis. So. I mean, we've heard stories, right, of, of the predators that would come out to the college campuses and offer 18-year-olds, freshmen in college, you know, a credit card with a $1,000 limit. And all of a sudden, they're spending the money like it's no one's business, right? But it is somebody's business. It's your business or, or it's your parents' business. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand that, wait a minute, I had a $1,000 limit. Doesn't that mean I can just go ahead and spend a 1000 <laughs> It's just like, no, this means no, that you're borrowing – a thousand dollars from Mastercard, Visa, whoever it is, and you've got to pay them back. Right. So uh, you, you don't you don't really they're understand. They're not giving you a thousand. They're not giving you a thousand. They're loaning you. They're giving you the ability to pay them back a thousand dollars in a in doing. a Tony Soprano sense, even. Right. Right. <laughs> but the they interest may, rate similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. They may not break your leg, but they may you know <laughs> s- stranglehold you from success in the future. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. No doubt that that could certainly happen. You know, but I, I'm okay. I I'll include a link to Dave Ramsey. This article uh, from from Dave Ramsey about teaching preschoolers and kindergartners about money because your firm Cloudbusters is recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. So this may be counter to what we've said so far, but he recommends using a clear jar to save so they can see it. And then I'm assuming you know, obviously, te- keep teaching them the differences of denominations of coinage. I mean, shouldn't you still teach them um, that a quarter is worth more than a dime and things like that? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so the article that you that you'll link and you'll see that he actually breaks it down in different categories, right? So, uh, he breaks it down for preschoolers and kindergartners, right? Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. So, if you use it, uh, your your piggy bank, right? I think that's still a great idea for mm-hmm. a preschooler and a kindergartner, right? And you're right, understanding the the the, the difference between a denomination, you know, uh, even though a dime physically is smaller than a nickel it's worth more it's worth more right so understanding that right you may the kid may think oh well this is a bigger bigger coin it's got to be worth more but no in that in that instance it's it's not so again understanding that and and they'll see the visual but also in addition to doing that set an example for them right if 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 you're if you don't like them if you don't if you don't like the idea of credit then when you're going out to dinner or a restaurant, show them the use of cash if you're using that. You don't want to argue, right? You don't want to argue with your with your spouse about money because they'll see that. So uh, having healthy conversations with your spouse or your partner is a, a is a good habit to form in front of your children because they'll see that, right? They'll 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 know that money is something that's important because mom and dad is always are always arguing about it. But if if they can see that. You can have a healthy conversation about money. It makes a lasting in, impact on them. And I like and, that he lays it out like this because that is good for for kindergartners and preschoolers. What about with elementary and middle school? Now you can get a little more advanced. Yeah, so you can get a little more advanced, right? So it's the saying yes to something means saying no to something else. So if they want to buy a pair of shoes, for instance, or a pair of sneakers, right? Uh, nowadays, you can't even buy a pair of sneakers for less than a hundred bucks, right? But understand that, okay, if you want these pair of sneakers, we'll, we can do that, but it's going to cost you, which it's going to be, it's going to mean that maybe this weekend or uh, you're not going to go out for your friend's party or that's going to be your birthday gift. So that's your sneakers. But that video game that you wanted, 
we're not going to do that because you had to make a cho choice between your sneakers and a video game. So showing them what the there's there's opportunity cost to every yeah. decision that you make. Uh, I love how he says uh, give in, give commissions, not allowances. Right now, how would you how do you do that? How do you give a commission and not an allowance? Well, sometimes parents give allowances just for, you know, just for showing up. You wake up in the morning on a Saturday and it's like, all right, here's an allowance. You, yeah, you, you right, woke up, right? But, <laughs> but commissions are something that you've worked for. I got you. So okay. you work like for the money. So, yeah. so not just the chores around the house, but also go, like you're actually working. He didn't put this in there, but if you're going to give them, if they're going to have chores, make sure they do the chores correctly. They're doing a hundred percent of the work, not just uh, by when they say they've cleaned their room, they've just thrown, they've just thrown everything in a closet and the clothes are still aren't, aren't hung up. I saw a the, cartoon that the parents said, told the kid to hang their clothes up and they, 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 they actually, they hung the uh, clothes basket, the hamper, <laughs> just the whole thing, <laughs> which is creative, but you wouldn't, want, creative, you wouldn't but give yeah. them the same thing. Yes. You would, you, you would get fired from the laundromat. <laughs> <do that>. so, <laughs> right. so, uh, so yeah, so, so, so commissions versus allowance, you know, talking about uh, impulse buying, you know, understanding to avoid the impulse buy. So, it's amazing that as when you're at the checkout at the grocery store, they have all these little trinkets, right? You have your gum, you have your your, your bars of, of chocolate bars, you have your your energy energy drinks right at the cashier, because here's another way that the store can maybe try to try to finagle a few more dollars out of your pocket, right? And so avoid impulse buying, and then also show them, you know, I I'm very charitable, so. Another thing to teach middle schoolers, uh, elementary schoolers about is is charity and giving some money away and understanding that uh, there are people that are more uh, that are less fortunate than you, no matter where you are, no matter what situation you pick in, you, you pick. There's probably someone who, who's in a worse off financial situation. Excellent so giving point. some money away. Yeah. Well, a few minutes we've got left, but let's don't yeah, sure. leave out the teenagers because that's a critical time to teach. And, and they're actually a lot of them are starting to work to actually yeah. work at a job. Yeah, they're starting to work at a job, and um, uh, it may not be the the fanciest job, right? But right. it could be uh, delivering pizza. It could be, uh, you know, working uh, inventory at a store. Mm -hmm. But understanding that um, uh, work work is work is 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 good, and getting those building those habits. But under also, you know, he talks about teaching con quote unquote contentment, where. You may not be able to 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 afford the the Air Jordans that your friend has, but being understanding that you know these other sneakers are just as good. So understanding that you may not be able to always get the the fanciest and flashiest things that you see on social media, the responsibility of a bank account, right? By the time you're a teenager, you should at least have a bank account and understanding how oh, yeah. how bank accounts work. Start saving for college. Get away from student loans if you can avoid it. Avoid credit cards. You know, as soon as they turn eighteen, man, they're getting they're getting inundated with credit card opportunities. And so, <laughs> avoid that. Avoid the credit cards. Get on a budget. Right? You can teach your teenager by getting a budget. Good thing to do. Yeah. If they're making you know five hundred bucks a month, understand that you know you may not want to spend all five hundred. Get a budget. You know, start saving. Mm -hmm. um, Compound interest, right? Uh, compound interest is a beautiful thing. So understanding how investing can work, and uh, and also just show them how to make money. You know, like uh, 
they don't they may not know teach them an entrepreneurial of, spirit yeah they have a young. lot of free time right you know, especially over the summer right they be, the kids are rushing for summer and you have nothing to do mm-hmm. so maybe it is mowing the lawn for the for the community yeah for the sub for the, for the subdivision mm-hmm. and, that'll and, take a few hours a day and there's uh, so many opportunities now to make money on your own to have your own at least side gig going uh now with technology and you know speaking of saving millennials being better savers my daughter is 17 she's got a job and she is into saving into it and she's got a couple thousand saved already and i'm thinking man I, awesome. I didn't have that when i was in my 30s i don't think that's awesome that's yeah, awesome yeah it really yeah. is i met a, i met a and he's he's a, a family of a friend but i met him recently um he is when i met him he was 17 years old and he he owned his own business uh-huh a landscaping business. So he, I think he had maybe 20 yards that he was actually, you know, mowing yards for and doing some landscaping. Yeah. He had $17,000 invested. Oh my God. In the market. Wow. Yeah. That is 17,000. Yeah. And he, and he bought stocks and companies that he was, that he knew like things that he knew of, like he knew Nike. So he had some Nike stocks. Yeah. He, he knew Amazon. Amazon. He knew, uh, picking good ones. He's picking good ones, you know. He, he just his his idea was uh, I, I spend money in these uh, with these companies, so they must be doing something right. Right, right. Well, so exactly. a good way to look at it. Yeah, I didn't do a full analysis on his on his on his portfolio. You know, the whole what was it? The, we did the other day the Owen Wilson line. Yeah, how's your portfolio? <laughs> right. And I, oh, that. I had that wrong. I said good to quite good. He said strong to quite strong. S- strong to quite strong. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know. I was just impressed with the fact that he had the the wherewithal to to invest some money, and that is it, it's it's yeah. it's from the teaching of his parents. And so um, again, it's never too early to teach your kids about money, and that's something that we stress as far as education with our clients and educating our clients, but also using. The education that we that we give them to go back home and have those conversations with their kids no doubt no doubt and we'll put a link up to this dave ramsey article it's it, it really is good about the different uh ages of your kids and and what right. to be teaching them really good advice from dave ramsey he always has good advice we'll put a link up on this mo i love the conversation today i always do but this was good i like generational talk anyway yeah yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe one time I'll have a conversation for, um, uh, for the A track holders who are still holding on to those A tracks. <laughs> I had an A track. We, we transitioned them to, uh, to streaming. Look, I was ahead of my time. I had uh, an FM converter in my first car because I bought an old car, uh, and, and I had to. It's all I could afford, and I had an, uh, a cassette deck in it. I could play cassettes. Ooh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Are you impressed? <laughs> All right, Mo, enjoy. Let's do it again. Let's do it again next week, Dave. And uh, and be sure to like, rate, share, subscribe, tell your friends, yell it out the window to check yes. out your finances untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. 
information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.